Aloha and welcome to Elevating Motherhood. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Lori Beth Aldridge. I've taken my passion for conversation, perspective, and supporting moms and turned it into a podcast. My goal is to talk openly about motherhood, offer new ideas, and help moms find their confidence in this busy and sometimes overwhelming world we live in. We're going to dive deep, open up, and elevate motherhood. Thanks for being here with me. Let's get started. Thanks to Primally Pure for supporting the Elevating Motherhood podcast. Primally Pure is an educational company that excels at creating safe, natural skincare products made with quality ingredients. Primally Pure has become my go-to brand for clean, non-toxic face cleansers, creams, and serums. They're also the makers of my favorite all-natural and effective deodorant. I love their Blue Tansy one. For my personal review of their products and a discount code for listeners, go to elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash primally pure. That's elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash primally pure. The topic of CBD is surprisingly one of the most requested from my listeners. Maybe you've heard moms talking about CBD in passing or have seen it mentioned online. Maybe you're not 100% sure what CBD is. Maybe you already know. Maybe you use it. Maybe you've thought about using it. Or maybe you're one of the many who aren't even sure if it's legal or not. It doesn't matter which of these describes you. This highly anticipated episode is for you. There are a lot of takeaways from today's show as we pull back the curtain on CBD. Will Clyden is here to share with us not only what CBD is, but fascinating information about its use, its history, and his incredible company, Ojai Energetics. Will Clyden is an award-winning pioneer and futurist of the cannabis industry. He is known for cracking the CBD code by creating the most effective and clean CBD-rich hemp products on the planet. Featured in Cheddar, Forbes, Money, Entrepreneur, and the LA Times, he is a regular keynote of the Cannabis Forum and BevNet. Will is a subject matter expert when it comes to the art, science, and technology of the cannabis business, history of hemp, and what it means for our future. As early as 17 years old, Will organized and implemented a sustainability fair, which drew over 25 organizations and 500 attendees. He studied permaculture in Australia and achieved the second highest nationally accredited certification in permaculture design. After searching for a CBD-rich hemp oil for a personal need in 2014, he couldn't find one that was made without synthetic fillers, had third-party batch testing results, and used organic ingredients. Not only did he set out to create the most effective and clean CBD-rich hemp oil products, but he was also determined to align them with his love and care for the earth and all of its inhabitants. And so Ojai Energetics was born as the first public benefit corporation in its industry. Ojai Energetics is a triple bottom line driven cannabis technology company with a primary focus on the organic and science driven nutraceutical and medical sectors. They're also one of my favorite brands. Be sure to head over to elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash CBD after the show for more information. Will believes hemp is a catalyst for things getting better, and he's walking the walk. He created Ojai Energetics to help deliver goodness to the world, and now he's here to share with us in this information-packed episode. Let's welcome him to the show. Aloha, Will. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, I am too, because this turn it turns out that this is a big topic that so many of my mama listeners want to know more about. And it's difficult to know where to begin with CBD, you know, what CBD is or what the endocannabinoid system is. And so I was wondering if maybe you could walk us through both of those things to start. Yeah. Um, so CBD is uh, short for cannabidiol, which is 
a compound that the cannabis plant produces um, of a class of compounds called cannabinoids. Uh, and it's one of over 113 uh, cannabinoids. Uh, and the cannabis plant produces over 418 other compounds like bioflavonoids and terpenes, which you can get more into, um, but all these different compounds. And so it is one out of uh, a bunch out of, and it's right now kind of the more well-known one, but our bodies have adapted uh, consuming high amounts of CBD and the other minor cannabinoids and, and bioflavonoids and terpenes actually for millennia. It's one of the oldest domesticated vegetables on the planet. Um, and we've been consuming it for thousands of years, predominantly through indirect consumption. It was fed to animals. Uh, it's the most widely grown vegetable uh, through every single population on the planet, uninterrupted until prohibition in, in the 1930s. Uh, so we're actually living in an anomalous period uh, where we had it removed from the diet. But before then, it, it was a, a common steady uh, part of our diet through consuming the animals that were fed it and their byproducts. And then there was also direct consumption. One of the oldest recipe, actually the oldest recipe book that was printed on the planet was a Roman cookbook. Um, contains a cannabis cooking recipe and there's definitely direct consumption as well. But uh, the predominant consumption was through indirect and what they are, they, they're, they're micronutrients that feed our body system called the endocannabinoid system, meaning internal cannabinoid from cannabis system. And that system is like the conductor of our body symphony. It actually has receptors in literally every other system of the body from dermal to skeletal to reproductive to cardiovascular to nervous to respiratory literally every single system, digestive, you name it, it's got receptors. And its job is to make sure that every other system and all the systems are, are, are operating at the right levels at the right time and staying in balance. Um, and so CBD is kind of the, the, the superstar right now. Um, it, uh, I liken it to like the trumpet section. It's loud. It's really important. But you need the entire symphony orchestra along with the trumpet section to properly nourish uh our body's endocannabinoid system. And the person who discovered the endocannabinoid system in the 1990s is um, Dr. Raphael Mukulam. He uh, tested CBD isolate, which is on the market, so people are just taking that one compound, versus uh, high CBD but full spectrum or uh, broad spectrum uh, complexes containing the other minor cannabinoids like CBC and CBG and then trace amounts of THC that aren't psychoactive. Uh, concentrations and then bioflavonoids and all that. And he tested them side by side and found that the full spectrum was vastly more effective than just the isolate and dubbed this term called the entourage effect. Uh, so when I talk about CBD, I'm talking about uh, full spectrum. We never work with isolate. It's just uh, it's much less effective. And uh, that's what this data shows. Uh, so yeah, that's Big nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, you know, I guess that makes sense if the the endocannabinoid system was discovered, if you will, in the 1990s, why we wouldn't have learned about it in school alongside like our digestive system or our nervous system and things like that. Yep. Yeah, it's, but it's there and it's present and And needs. Finally, they're starting to teach it more and more, which is important. Thank heavens. Um, Well, thank you for that. And the cookbook thing, you know. Yeah, isn't that cool? That is really cool. Yeah, it's uh, it really is. um, They are vital micronutrients, and we've artificially idled arguably the most important system of the body because its job is to make sure every other system's operating properly through cutting it out of uh, artificially cutting it out of the food supply and consumption uh, through prohibition in the '30s, and so it shows up differently in each individual, depending on their epigenetics and their, their, you know, lifestyle choices. But when you put the fuel back in the system and get it out of an idling, it, it's profound that, uh, the results and it makes sense, right? You turn that system back up online, the conductor comes back, it's got the nutrients to feed and fuel. Uh, and the, and the, uh, results are quite transformative. The key is getting enough in. Sure. And it's fascinating to hear you talk about it in these terms, um, because if we think of it as a micronutrient, it's interesting that we have been conditioned to be afraid of a micronutrient that's actually helpful of our bodies. So I, I'm going to I'm going to think about that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The um, amount of misinformation around this plant is uh, 
is profound. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, I, I guess I do want to stick with some of the basics yeah. um, of how people take it because it seems like, you know, you see the word gummies pop every, up every once in a while, but I've had a lot of mamas wondering if it's an oil or a gel or do you smoke it or like, what, what, what is, how do you consume CBD? Yeah. Um, so there's multiple consumption vehicles to go. If we look a little bit on, on like a historical consumption um, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of what our bodies and our ancestors have evolved with. Uh, for for literally thousands of years, so like started in the Atlai mountain ranges, the Scythians um, picked it up and they brought it anywhere they went. They just found evidence of that they would do these like tents and they would burn it with incense, and and, and essentially everyone would go into the tent and they consume it that way. And that that varietal had higher amounts of THC above the psychoactive threshold, but they also brought with them um, higher CBD varietals, and all of them would have had high CBD as well, but. Uh, the Scythians took the high CBD and high THC varieties, both are cannabis, uh, the legal, de- hemp's a legal definition. So it's any cannabis plant whose THC is below 0.3%. In some countries it's 0.2, other countries it's 1%. The, the, the real point is, is that you don't get, um, psychedelic or intoxicated from it. Uh, and, and, and really anything 1% and below, uh, fits that, that definition. Um, but they brought it to the Romans and, and the Greeks, actually, and the Greeks brought it to the Romans. And then the Romans, anywhere that they colonized, they brought it. They brought it to the uh, the British. And then anywhere the British colonized, they brought it. And actually, the first cannabis laws in the, in the colonies in the U.S., uh, it was actually it was already there uh, through South America, Chinese contact, as well as Spanish contact. It was brought in. Um, but in, in the U.S. colonies, um, also, the Nordic people grabbed it from the Atlas Mountains and spread it that way. So it's literally, and actually, and, and, and the Polynesians as well have carried cuts of it f- uh, for for millennia. So it's it, it's the most ubiquitously consumed and grown vegetable. Uh, but the, the the first laws were where you would be fined if you didn't grow it in Virginia, and the in the Constitution first draft was uh, written on it. The first flag was made out of it. Um, so anyways, it was, it was so widely used and grown. There's one preliminary data, uh, study done in Colorado. They haven't released it yet, but I know the person who is, who is the point person for monitoring the study and hemp fed chickens, um, were found to have up to 1% CBD content per egg when homogenized, meaning that the yolk and the, and the whites of the egg blended together had 1% CBD, which is uh, uh, actually CBDA, which is what the plant produces and you heat it and becomes CBD. It's 250 milligrams. We're talking like, like that's just one egg, right? And so if people are eating the eggs, which they were, and then feeding it to the cows, which they did, and then eating the, the, the when you cooked the animal or when you cooked the egg, you, we would decarboxylate it or, or change the CBDA into CBD. Uh, but then when we would drink the milk, we would get the CBDA. So our bodies have evolved consuming thousands of milligrams regularly um, on a daily basis through a predominantly CBD and then some CBDA. Um, so that's kind of the dosage level that our bodies have have used for millennia. And so when we look at the science of and the data, uh, and there's been a ton of studies done in Israel and Spain. So when people say that it hasn't been studied actually one of the more studied molecules on the planet just hasn't been done in the u.s um but nonetheless the the meta-analysis of the of those of those studies um shows that you need like a minimum of 500 milligrams of a fat-based cbd equivalent uh consumed daily when 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 eaten uh so what that means is most people are getting nowhere near enough because of price and also just sheer volume of oil that one would need to heat. So um, there, the, the trace amount of THC present in some of the products, what, that could have some of the benefits people were reporting because at, at nano amounts, um, the, the metabolite of, of, of trace THC has some uh, good anti-inflammatory effects. I think what the majority of what people are seeing uh, because of this chronic underdosing um, is placebo and placebo is wonderful. It's just a mm-hmm. night and day difference compared to an active, uh, proper nourishment of the endocannabinoid system. And so if you're going to be eating it, the bioavailability, uh, is very, very poor with its, uh, with its fat-based form. 90% of it is destroyed by the liver before it even makes it into the blood. 
So that's where you need, the data shows you need 500 milligrams of that form at minimum to really start to turn the system online. So that's where we innovated and figured out how to, how to encapsulate it in water the same way that the body does inside the gut. We do it outside of the body first using only certified organic plants. Um, we figured this out in, in back in 2014 um, and patented it uh, where it enables it to get directly into the bloodstream upon contact with the mucosa membrane. So it bypasses that whole process. So you, the bioavailability skyrockets and you can actually get um, a functional dose uh, by taking only... Our new data is showing over a hundred times more more bioavailable uh, more bioavailability um, over a hundred x bioavailability uh, and you can have over a hundred x by the way that the the science works is, is is first first part is how much gets into the bloodstream and then the second part is how much can the body actually use um, so we're going to be further demonstrating uh, those studies but we've we've got numerous doctors applying that and getting the results that they were looking for with that multiplier. Uh, what, so what that means is you can actually get a functional dose uh, by taking five milligrams of CBD in our bottle, uh, which is why so many people come back and they're like, I never felt CBD before. This is the only time I've ever felt CBD. And it makes sense uh, mm-hmm. because they just weren't taking enough. Now the other methods that for consumption is, is people are vaporizing. There's uh, people have seen the issues with people using cutting agents. So you want to be really, careful that you're getting just like a clean extract and there's no fillers in that if you're going to be vaporizing that. And that has about a 60% bioavailability. So if you're not eating a a water-soluble form, vaporizing would be the effective way to get enough in. Um, And then topically, it's really effective at a fat-based formulation as well as water-soluble formulation. I wouldn't recommend eating a fat-based formulation. It just is, Mm -hmm. you're you're paying for 100% of it and and, and it just, it's not enough to get it actually in there to really engage the endocannabinoid system. Sure. I actually appreciate that about your products and that they are easy to use and very straightforward and very effective. And Ojai Energetics offers, you guys have an elixir and a bottle with a dropper Yep. and an oil um, that you can use. Is that specifically just for cooking? Yeah, it's more for uh, uh, topical because it's fat-based. And so it's really also really good for oil pulling and massages Mm -hmm. Uh, and then it's a good amendment. Like you don't, it's not enough bioavailability to like properly engage the endocannabinoid system. However, once you've taken the elixir and you've got that system up online, then adding it in as like in your coffee or cooking with it, it it's a great, that kind of little, little boost. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's predominantly really effective, um, on the skin side. Gotcha. I've been seeing just so many recipes that included that I had to ask because I know yeah. that a lot of moms are experimenting. It's um, great. It, it's fun. It, like I cook with it. It, it. it Again, like you don't want to use that for the primary intake, but then once okay. your system is online, it gives a nice little uh, boost because the cool thing with CBD, unlike THC where people build tolerance with CBD, mm-hmm. they tend to actually have an inverse tolerance over time, meaning they need less uh, to get the same effect. Um, I love that. I love that. I really appreciate products, which tend to be more on the natural side. I'm finding um, that um, that you don't get more dependent on it, but but you know less. I like that. Um, what about your business in general? Because um, I know you guys have some ethical business practices that I'd like um, listeners to know about as well. Because as much as we're concerned about quality um, with product, I think quality of business and and vision and values is super important to my listeners as well. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So we are believe the first public benefit corporation, if, if not one of the first in the hemp space, um, our charter actually stipulates that we are, we, we are here to holistically benefit all life, including the planet, uh, through our products, services, ventures, partnerships. Um, and we never put profit before people or planet. We, uh, we have a program where we guarantee access to anyone if they can't afford it, no matter what, we, we don't turn anyone away ever. Um, Amazing. we, only use 100% certified organic ingredients. Uh, everything before, so the USDA wasn't certifying the final extracts for a period, even though we were doing it certified organic compliant. And finally, that's changed. So now everything is certified organic, although the, the, the QC hasn't changed, but now we can actually put the, the logo. So that's coming. Uh, we're the only certified organic water-soluble formulation with our, our, our discovery of it. And that's really important. Um, if, you, if you've people are solubilizing using synthetics or synthetically modified compounds. It's really not good for the body. It's mm-hmm. most of them are petroleum derived and not great for the planet either. Um, yeah. Everything we, we know our farmers, 
we are all about building topsoil. Uh, we have a biodynamic farm up in Oregon that we uh, use as a genetics farm. And, and then I um, had to pass a, a bill. Actually, you couldn't, it was federally legal in California, but not at a state level to grow CBD f- uh, f- hemp flour. So I initiated and we, we got that bill passed and now I'm chairman of the California Hemp Council. So we're going to be Amazing. going out in California, but we, uh, regenerative ag, actually like building topsoil is probably the most important thing we can do for mm-hmm. uh, sequestering CO2. Our package, we only use veggie inks and we've got some cool technology that we're working on actually with the national labs on, on making scalable uh, batteries and supercapacitors out of hemp waste. Um, wow. And we're with the national labs in, in partnership and create a, uh, to roll that out. Um, that's going to change the game. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Wow. We're here to hey, be a catalyst of good. And, and yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for doing all of that. Thank yeah. you for making these available and, and being the model and, and moving forward and being proactive because it makes it really easy for us as consumers, as moms to, to, you know, purchase your product and feel good about it on all levels. So, Hey, way to go. That's a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's so, right. That's the future of this. Like they're really, it's not easy, but it's doable. And, it, and for yeah. us, it's worth it to put in the extra energy and, and um, to, so that like participating with it, uh, it you, you become a catalyst to good as well. Right. Um, and everyone can win. I think there's always a symbiotic way to play. And, and so one of our uh, like external and internal operating systems is there's always a sweet spot where everyone wins and we don't play yeah. unless everyone wins. And, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I love that. <laughs> so you've told us what CBD is, a little bit about the history of it, um, how people yeah. take it, how your brand is different. And now I'm kind of wondering what are some reasons that people take CBD? Yeah. Um, so with, uh, really there's, as there's no one who shouldn't, unless you like are a very, uh, rare, I mean, in, I'm talking incredibly rare. Um, I've, I've only seen one case over half a decade, uh, of someone who actually has a hemp allergy. Um, oh, wow. but, um, really every modern human, uh, we've evolved using it as micronutrients. And so everyone really needs it to turn that system online um, so when you feed the system that regulates every other system, it's uh, a lot of people describe it as like a light switch goes off and they go, oh my goodness, like I feel the way I'm meant to feel. And that's because mm-hmm. we've been walking, we're not meant to wake up and feel crummy and tired and sore and anxious. Um, right. So one of the ways that the endocannabinoid system works is it buffers uh, this thing called oxidative stress, which is essentially like rust for our cells. And is modern humans, there's no more saber-toothed tigers, but our body is is living as if there's a saber tiger, saber-toothed tiger 24-7. Yep. Um, we're in unprecedented levels of oxidation from EMF to petrochemical waste and all, you name it. And, and even just the age of technology and, and, and sheer information overload. It's amazing yeah. that we have like the library of Alexandra at our fingertips, but at the same time, it's quite stressful to have all these choices and inputs. We essentially one, two punched ourselves through prohibition because not only did we cut out our nutrient supply for, for the system, we simultaneously upped the ante of, of oxidation. And, and so it created this kind of artificial feedback loop of, of being in endocannabinoid deficiency. And so because it, right, you're feeding the system that regulates every other system, um, that's why it has such a diversity of benefits and so we are limited on our on our supplement side what we can talk about in terms of what mm-hmm. would be considered like a drug claim yeah um, but it it's it supports uh healthy digestion healthy immuno response healthy skeletal system literally every system uh and then if you go to like pubmed p-u-b-m-e-d mm-hmm. um, gov uh, it will, you can put in CBD and like anything you can think of in terms of an issue and you'll likely find preliminary or full double blind clinical data uh, demonstrating that it positively uh, helps the body and the situation. I love that. 
And I think that's actually really helpful for listeners because um, they know that I like to encourage actionable points. And so um, that was one of the the questions that I was getting a lot was like, well, what do people use it for exactly? And I'm like, well, what do you need it for? And they can go to PubMed and type in CBD plus what it is they're specifically looking for to see if it applies um, to them. Um, I did have a a list of questions from listeners um, and I want to go through all of them, even if we've already kind of answered them um, just to make sure that they they know they've been heard so one of the questions was what cbd supposed to do for you and again i think that that um the search like their own search could really do that but it sounds like to sum it up cbd is really the supporter of all systems yeah and cbd with cbg and cb like all of the other minor the minor cannabinoids and bioflavonoids and terpenes Mm -hmm. Um, not just CBD by itself. CBD by itself is just one molecule and our bodies really need the entire symphony orchestra. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. important. Like, when, like looking at, um, like what you're getting, that you're getting more than just CBD isolate. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I mean, uh, to, and also, yeah, the PubMed and people say they sleep better than ever before. They one one thing like in for our Southern California, uh, LA, Users, they, they, we, multiple times I've got, I've seen emails where people say I was on the 405 in traffic and all of a sudden I realized I was not upset like I normally was. Like I could handle yeah. the 405. Uh, yeah. So it's like, it's like My fuel for a, the 405 is stressful. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, it, it, it's like fuel for our body's force field. And, and, yeah. and also it just makes another cool thing is like if you put in good, positive input, it's it, it, it actually at a molecular level, we have CB1 and CB2 receptors beyond just at a systemic level. So we have it in our, our digestive tract, right? predominantly CB2. So we have our digestive system. But then when you go to the cells, you actually have cannabinoid receptors as well. And they're finding that it enhances like nutritional uptake of the cells, enhances mitochondrial functioning. Uh, so the more nutrients you put in with it, the better your body's going to use it. It actually, another uh, prelim showed that it enhanced um, cellular hydration, meaning that we need less, like we're more efficient at, at hydrating. Uh, it's really cool. It's a, it's a superhero. It's a very bizarre, uh, but it makes sense, right? It would make sense that our bodies have one system that, that kind of like, just like our cars do. We have a, we have a computer sure. now that monitors the timing of the motor and the, and the everything and makes sure that they're all firing together at the right time. So Yeah. Sure. It's one piece of the puzzle. It just happens to be a super important piece we've ignored. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the next question someone had was, is CBD helpful for anxiety? Yeah. So um, we can say from uh, FDA standpoint, um, like occasional, just like, you know, going about your day and people feel anxious, just a common anxiety, not chronic. Uh, we can't, mm-hmm. once we say chronic, then it's a different arena. Uh, we actually have mm-hmm. IP in that, uh, but, but not on our supplement end. Uh, so yeah, it's amazing. It's actually why it, the, the calm and ability to ostensibly handle all of this information and, 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 uh, and data, like living, it makes it so much easier. And it's like, there's like a buffer. So it, it biochemically literally buffers the oxidative response in the body. Um, right. And then like emotionally and mentally, it's like, you're kind of like, you've just meditated or like after like the runner's high, which is actually a peak of our internal cannabinoids is, is a big piece of the runner's high, um, mm-hmm. and flow state. Um, yeah. so it actually gives this sense of like calm detachment and no longer getting swayed by it. You're, you're more like a bamboo that can like handle it and adapt as opposed to be thrown off. Yeah, I'll be a bamboo. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to share that uh, metaphor with my husband because <laughs> we have um, three small children. Yeah. They are now, as of this month, six, four, and two and a half, but they're awesome. 19 and 21 months apart. And so the last six years of our life go <laughs> in and filled with like all kinds of crazy. And to say that we get overwhelmed, <laughs> is an yeah. and you know, and then during this whole six years, we we stopped drinking in there and, and dealing with, you know, decided we were going to 
you know, cope with things in a healthy way as much as possible and benefit our bodies and take it seriously. So as a result, we don't have that um, cliche glass of wine to reach for, you know? So we were like, what are we going to (laughs) do? And that's actually one of the reasons we decided to try CBD um, was because if you could see, I wish I could paint this picture for you of the chaotic moments (laughs) of three small kids like running out of the bath and just getting crazy and yelling and screaming. And we're like, just listen or put on some jammies, you know, something. (laughs) And in those moments, instead of losing our minds, we have something in our toolbox that we can reach for to be like, okay, obviously don't have time to meditate um, or go for a run and get a high. So, you know, we're going to, we're just going to have to deal with it. And it's helped so much. So from a personal testimony standpoint, my husband and I both feel that edge taken off, which we need in our lives so badly. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's why we mm, do it. Um, It really makes such a big difference. Yeah. It's so cool. And you know, uh, in my kitchen during those stressful times. Yeah. And you know, a cool little um, a hack because it's water soluble. That's why it, it people feel it. Like, well, one, the bioavailability, like you actually feel it as opposed to people like scratching their heads. Like, I think I feel the CBD that I just took. Um, but um, it, the onset time is is really quick as opposed to like 30 to 40 minutes. It's most, mm-hmm. I don't know how, how you feel it, but a lot of people feel it like typically in under 30 seconds. Wait, ours is pretty instant. Yeah, yeah. Both of us. Yeah. Um, and so, which makes a huge, right. If you're like on demand, uh, it makes a big difference for, for like what you're describing. And you could also mm-hmm. put it in like, um, like a sparkling water because of the solubility. And then you can mm-hmm. add in, um, so the difference, so the, the CBD and the, the other cannabinoids, they're actually like guided, uh, by these compounds called terpenes. And they're in everything, and they're what like make a lemon smell like a lemon, and make lavender smell like lavender. Lemon yeah. s- smells like lemon because of this compound called uh, limonene, and lavender smells like lavender. Uh, predominantly, the, the, the main terpene is called linalol. So they actually act like little tugboats to the cannabinoids, and the really effective, the only really effective way to get it into the bloodstream is via inhalation, uh, which is why people it's more pronounced that people know about it from higher THC varietals where like indicas tend to be sedative and sativas tend to be more cerebral and energizing. Whereas when people eat like an edible of it, of um, like a cookie, a cookie is just a cookie. It doesn't really affect the person differently. What's unique with our tech is you can actually custom curate where the cannabinoids go just by smelling mm-hmm. an essential oil. So you can put like a, or, and you can put in the lemon, if you, if you want to have the um, CBD prioritize in your body system, like relaxation, you can put lavender and smell lavender mm-hmm. and drink it and make like a mocktail that way, or you can put lemon juice and that would have it uh, directed more towards the digestive system as well as the uh, dopamine receptors. So it becomes more like uplifting and blissful. So you can actually play with like different drinks and, and different food and, and, and you can smell. So you take that, um, take the right dose or, 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 um, or put like a dropper in a, in a glass and then smell as you drink it. And you can, you'll, you can viscerally feel it shift on the spot. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're, yeah. We volunteer to play around with that. Thank yeah, you. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it was, you also touched on something that I've heard you mentioned before in other interviews about basically CBD also works in a way that let's say I want better sleep yeah. and I take it and yeah. my body is going to decide where that CBD needs to go first. Yes. So it, um, it, the, the way that it works is, so it's monet- it's got receptors in every single system of the body. And it's kind of like the mycelial web in, in the soil science. It's monitoring everything and determining what needs to go where for the optimal balance. And so sometimes what we think is our number one issue, the endocannabinoid system in our bodies will say, you know what, it's more important to take care of your digestive system right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's called like uh, the triage effect. And then it really is like triage and like a, an ER saying Mm -hmm. it prioritizes which systems it deems most out of balance and most in need and directs the cannabinoids to those systems first. And there's actually, um, like most compounds, our bodies more is not always higher dosage does not necessarily mean more effective. We actually need the right ratio. Uh, and so there's these bell curves of efficaciousness so like 10 milligrams, for example, could be less effective than five milligrams. We're talking about with our multiplier. Uh, but 
now it, those bell curves, there's more than one. So each sweet spot or peak of the right ratio just means more systems it can take care of on the list. And so another unique thing with our technology is we, the endocannabinoid system actually uh, creates a selective sweet response in the tongue. And we discovered this phenomena and then a, a group of Japanese researchers validated the mechanism that we knew existed um, just recently. And it, because ours gets into the bloodstream so rapidly, it actually modulates the flavor on the spot. And so when you take it, it will taste bitter. And if you keep titrating the dosage, like a quarter dropper at a time, it will get sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. And then it will become like 100% sweet like honey. And if you keep going, it will start to get more and more bitter again until it's really bitter. And then you go back or spicy and then go back to sweet again. And so you can literally trace out, if you want, the, those efficacious curves on the spot. And, and we have a description on, in our bottles now and, and on the website. But you, So if the first sweet spot, you want always want to stop when it's sweet. And if it's not sweet, you want to keep going until, and it will go back to bitter. And you can keep, there's multiple bell curves, right? So if the first sweet spot doesn't, if it, within five minutes, the thing that you wanted it to, to, to handle, it didn't make it to the list. Majority of the time, what we think is number one, if it's not on the first uh, sweet spot, it does make the cut of the triage list on the second sweet spot. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, and that then you can use essential oils to bump systems to the top of the list. Mm-hmm. So you can gently nudge systems you want. Right. You, what you were saying it puts you in just like slightly more control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or just, yeah, have a, yeah, if you, have if a you're, you know what? I don't care about my digestive system right now. I really want to yeah. just uh, <laughs> chill. Uh, I'll take some lavender with it. <laughs> Do you not see the kids? I don't care about my guts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Um, so yeah. another listener question was, um, does CBD have any harmful side effects? It's a great question. And it's actually probably one of the most, because we've evolved eating it as a vegetable for so long. Right. Um, it's, it's the, probably one, it is one of the, the safest compounds on the planet. In fact, you would get sick from the water content in the extract before you would have any beginning to get any toxicity. So uh, you cannot overdose. In terms of contraindications, there's a mm-hmm. limited study, and I and we need to see more uh, data. And and so they basically they work like adaptogens, meaning that it's not just a single direction in which it moves a system; it modulates that system depending on what it deems needed for balance of the entire whole of the body. But there's one study showing that it decreased these enzymes called P450, cytochrome P450s, and then another study showed it increased them. And that makes sense because it's adaptogenic. And so we need to see better controlled studies on this to really be sure. And, I, and, and, and before those studies came out, we had people taking it um, without any issue. Uh, but still to err on the side of caution, it can potentially act like grapefruit. So if people are taking medications okay. that say don't take with grapefruit, uh, yeah. there's a small data point that says uh, it could be an issue and it's better to err on the side of caution, right? Sure. Um, yeah, that's a good Yeah. And then another thing is it's really, really effective at balancing blood sugar. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of the systems that it regulates. And so... If people are uh, diabetic, they need to r- really be making sure that they're monitoring their blood sugar levels before um, taking the same amount of insulin they would normally take. Um, so that, that those are the only two uh, yeah, things great. to be aware of. Yeah. And otherwise, no, there's no side effects. It, it, it actually, if you stop taking it, you just go back to typical endocannabinoid, how you felt before, uh, or, mm-hmm. or slightly better if it's worked on some stuff, but yeah, no, it's, um, it's really cool. It's again, it's a, it's just one of the, it's a unique, uh, vegetable. Mm-hmm. Can it be used on children? That's another question. Yeah. So, uh, we know plenty of parents, uh, who, who love giving it to their kids. Uh, always we need to say like, we want, we, we do want to see more, more data on it. Looking at the anthropological, um, record of how ubiquitous this was uh, consumed for all of our ancestors for thousands of years. And it was fed to the animals and we ate the animals, including the kids who ate them or their byproducts. Um, uh, We've seen no issue, but again, people should always consult with their primary practitioners and um, use with their own own sensibility with it. 
Sure, for sure. And I guess my personal follow-up question to that would be, what are some of the reasons that people are choosing to use CBD on children? I mean, if I had to guess, I would think it's something like ADHD or focus or calm or sleep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, that's common uh, reporting. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we're, we're facing unprecedented levels of, uh, just of, of modern living. And so, um, when, so for example, when they've shown that if we have to pick between more than six choices, uh, mm-hmm. which just going to the supermarket, right? Like our, our, our ancestors, they grew the tomatoes that were certified. They were organic. There's no certified. Was, everything was organic then. And they'd can them and they'd eat them. They didn't go to the grocery store and have to pick 10 different types of options, right? Um, mm-hmm. We've got this data overload. And that's just like the least of our, our multi-decision-making choices that we are exposed to on a day-to-day basis. So they, they took this study and they found anything above six created this notable oxidative stress uh, event inside the body. And it increases this, this compound called uh, FAAH. And mm-hmm. our bodies, if we have that uh, oxidative event, we will deploy our internal cannabinoids that we produce as well as the phytocannabinoids we have available. One called is called anandamide, named after the Sanskrit word for bliss, ananda. And mm-hmm. CBD, what it does is it actually modulates the FAAH levels in the body and enables the anandamide to circulate longer if it wants it to, uh, which is one of the ways that it works. Um, and so essentially without having the, the phytocannabinoids, our bodies will deploy the anandamide and use that to buffer, but simultaneously the FAAH response destroys the anandamide. And so we've got stuck in this artificial negative feedback loop Whereas when we have a, a proper dietary intake of these uh, of the phytocannabinoids, it can buffer that and prevent this the, the negative feedback loop and create positive feedback loops. So that's kind of you know every human is exposed to to a lot more stress than just having to pick between more six choices on a daily basis. Um, sure, I mean we have yeah there are like twenty four ketchups. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's funny to hear um, just that example because I feel super fortunate. Um, to be from a family of tomato farmers. Um, awesome. My grandparents were tomato farmers. <laughs> exactly. My grandma's can. So you know, so I can. That's been my example. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I yeah. feel like maybe my somehow, some way, my family like skipped a generation or two. <laughs> you know, and we're a little closer to that. But yeah. But um, you're right. It is very stressful choosing things, and I just that alone. And it would be really naive of us to think that children don't also experience that stress because they have a lot of choices, you know, um, that's great. Uh, another question from moms was, um, is CBD the same thing as marijuana? Great question. So, um, it depends. It's it's, so no, it's not. Uh, and and CBD is just one compound out of over 418 that the cannabis plant produces. There are psychoactive for, and we'll use tomatoes again, right? You have beefsteak tomatoes and cherry tomatoes. You have different varieties and it's the same for cannabis. So not all cannabis is what's called marijuana and not all cannabis is hemp. Um, Mm -hmm. we, what we're using. So when people talk about CBD, is it's essentially the THC level has to be below 0.3% for it to be legally hemp. And the psychoactive or psychedelic and inebriating component needs to be over 1% for it to, to be psychoactive. And so anything that's legally hemp cannot get you high at all. Now, it, it, it you feel good, but you're not uh, inebriated or intoxicated at all. You just feel the way your body's designed to feel. Gotcha. That was actually one of the next questions of does CBD get you high was one of the yeah. questions that people had submitted. Um, and specifically with Ohi Energetics, um, yes. there's no THC in yours. The THC is below, it's actually around 0.03%. So it's a, it's a whole decimal point below the federal limit. Uh, and the psychoactive threshold's 1%. And so there's trace amounts, um, but it's, it's a similar to like a, a like a poppy seed bagel. There's uh, trace yeah. amounts of opium in a poppy seed bagel. Oh. Um, now, we, there's enough, though, for there to be the entourage effect. Our bodies have evolved with high CBD, very low THC, regular dietary intake. And the uh, THC is, a, is, is, is one of the 113 compounds that works in conjunction with it. So you, you, you really don't want 
for optimal health, you want a little bit in there, but nothing to the point where it's it's um, in a high quantity because THC is, I liken it to like a scalpel. It's less of an adaptogen. Um, mm-hmm. It can be useful for certain situations, but what it does is it binds to this receptor in our brain called CB1. And it's the same receptor that our body's internal cannabinoid called anandamide binds to. And because we're already in this artificial uh, depletion, when people put it in, it's binding to this receptor and it throws the body slightly out of homeostasis. Uh, whereas when you take CBD, it increases the selectively the, the levels of anandamide and enables it to target that receptor in the brain and keep our brain in homeostatic balance. And it's actually mm-hmm. one of the, um, we, we figured out the antidote to THC intoxication. We can get people completely sober in our current formulation in under five minutes. And CBD is one of the compounds in there. It blocks the psychoactivity of THC. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, th- this leads me to my next question. Yeah. Um, it was asked so many times that I definitely was a little bit wowed. It turns out that a lot of people aren't considering CBD because of drug testing at work. Yes. And so more than one person, yes. like a lot more than one person <laughs> asks, if someone takes CBD, will it show up on a drug test as testing positive for drugs? Right. So it's a great question. And it leads to like really, like, so we are the pioneers in doing a third party accredited uh, labs doing uh, analysis certificates of analysis per batch. Uh, and so, bef- so oh, wow. um, every single batch we test for cannabinoid levels, including THC um, as long, along with the terpenes. And then also the, and a lot of companies just stop there if they're doing it at all. Uh, we, mm-hmm. Every company, it's our opinion that everyone should be doing this. Sure. Uh, but additionally, we test for volatile organic compounds, pesticides, herbicides, heavy metals, and microbials. So you know exactly what you're putting in your body every single time. And so you can match the lot number to the third-party uh, lab analytics. And the amount that's in ours is, 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 is like a poppy seed bagel. In theory, mm-hmm. it's possible to have a false positive, but ours is a whole decimal point below the federal limit. Uh, that being, right. and, and so we have people who are, we've had a NASCAR racer, we have law enforcement, active duty, uh, multiple pro athletes get tested with like much more rigor, rigorous testing um, mm-hmm. and uh, never have, have had an issue taking very high amounts. Um, gotcha. Now, we, again, it's like a poppy but we can't guarantee, so people need to use with their own discretion. Sure. But that's great. Yeah. I mean, that's more information. And we than are going to come out with one that has zero THC just for people who like really don't even want to have to think about it. Uh, again, we've never had an issue. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. Well, that's thoughtful of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like um, the last listener question, I'm actually going to go ahead and answer. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> What makes one CBD product better than others? And I would encourage the the people asking that question to just literally rewind this entire interview and listen to it. But it really comes down to quality and understanding what it is you're buying and not making like this last, it's not like you're at the checkout and you see a bunch of candy bars and you're just like, I don't know that one, you know? Yes. But I feel like that sometimes um, is what we're doing as moms because we're busy or overwhelmed again with all the different choices. Yes. So to really take the time to sit down and understand what's in the product and the quality of it. So for for me, what makes one CBD product better than others is how much time you put into researching it. And then um, having quality of all the things um, be at the top of your list. So yeah, um, yeah, that's that. answer. Now I have some very specific questions um, for my moms, because one of the things I try to do is make sure that I bring in the mom lens for all of this. And I think we have been doing that, but I do know that a lot of moms are wondering if CBD can be used while pregnant. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, So I know plenty of mamas who have, and, uh, and I've, know their kids and then also from reports and they love it historically it's been demonstrated actually queen victoria used it during pregnancy um mm. uh, also anthropologically right with with the dietary consumption it's highly likely that that was you know, people were taking it in very high amounts 
there is one, we want to see more studies. Uh, and so again, we have to say like, you got to consult with your practitioner and make your, use your own discretion. There was one study done that was a substantial study by uh, a lady who went, who wanted to, to, to see that and actually was, was wondering for high THC consumption. And so she had to find a population that was already, because it was going to be an observational, she couldn't get a clearance to say, hey, I want to give a bunch of moms uh, right. THC. <laughs> I never couldn't get that IRB. Uh, so she, so Jamaica uh, was a place where this occurred. So she went to Jamaica and looked at mothers who used high THC cannabis. And, and funnily enough, because those strands weren't uh, hyperbred for high THC, they na- had naturally higher occurring levels of CBD. Um, mm. But they, uh, she looked at moms who who made cannabis tea, not smoking. It's it's really not ideal to smoke. Period. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, the um, moms who used the cannabis tea, moms who didn't, uh, for the, she did a nine year observational, and after nine years, she's like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> like, uh, but uh, what she found was that the moms uh, who were using the cannabis tea, the children were developmentally superior for a, uh, I believe three years after that, the other kids caught up, but there was zero issues and only a benefit. Uh, so that's gotcha. one study. Uh, we'd like to see more, but when you look at the anthropological effects and, uh, we have people all the time talk about report back to us that they love it and have had zero mm-hmm. issues. Right. And I think understanding what CBD is, I almost think that, um, Well, we're extra cautious when we're pregnant. I mean, and breastfeeding and all of that. It's like our whole world, our heart outside of our body and inside of our body. Yeah. yeah, So we ask these questions and whatnot, but then just understanding the endocannabinoid system and then what CBD is. I think for me personally, I would feel comfortable taking it. Um, Do you know if in that study from Jamaica, if she had um, noted whether it crossed the placenta at all, crossed Uh, over into the placenta? no, but there is in vitro data. Um, again, we need more data uh, that mm-hmm. that it, there is because it's a fat soluble compound. Once so, we encapsulate it in water for our formula. Once it's in the blood, it moves out of the water bubble and then acts as a fat. Uh, and that's because we need fat to trap. Like the reason we have the uh, water barrier is because the body wants to determine that it's good to let into the body if it's fat. And once it lets it in, it can travel anywhere. So it does cross blood brain. It definitely shows up in breast milk. And, and funnily enough, one of the first systems to develop uh, in humans and in, in, in all vertebrates is the endocannabinoid system. And mm-hmm. breast milk with anandamide um, is for sure in there. And there's a high likelihood that it, that, that uh, cannabinoids do pass in through breast milk and likely placenta um, is actually necessary to stimulate uh, food response and 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 anatomic nervous system and, and multiple functionalities driven by the endocannabinoid system, um, which is interesting for people who are using formula and not breast milk. The the, the children are not getting uh, the proper endocannabinoid stimulation. Gotcha. Oh, that's, that is super interesting. Yeah. Well, um, that yep. was my next question okay. for sure was that it can be used during breastfeeding, you know, breastfeeding and does it pass the breast milk and all of that? And it, that just, yeah, I'm going to have to go back and research that one too. Cause that's fascinating. It is. That's and it's amazing. Is like on just as children, like if we're developing the endocannabinoid system and, and, and anandamide like it is what makes the reason why Raphael McGlynn called it anonymite. It's because we feel uh, good and blissful with it. Um, yeah. And so one of the first systems to develop in like biochemical experiences we have in the womb is a feeling of bliss, um, yeah. which is really beautiful. Oh. <laughs> um, gush, gush, gush. That is really amazing. And I, um, you know, it is funny. I was thinking about it this morning because I actually took some this morning yeah. and I kept thinking, man, I just feel so good. Yeah, I feel so like happy and even yes. is how I would describe it. And, and I feel like we live in a world where, um, you know, we have this busy badge of honor, you know, I'm, yeah, so, busy, I'm exactly. so busy, I'm so busy. And I wasn't feeling busy this morning, but I was still productive while yes. still feeling even. And I thought, man, this is what I really want for a lot more people, yes. especially moms is yes. just to feel even and we're so detached from that emotion. Um, 
or just that way of life because you don't get a trophy for being even. Now, and that's one of our like <laughs> missions is like if we can help people like in permaculture, uh, they talk about yeah. different zones of like zone one, zone two, zone three, zone five is like wilderness. Zone zero is like our internal ecology. And mm-hmm. so um, because the endocannabinoid system is responsible, it actually has been demonstrated to increase uh, neurogenesis in the region of our brain that is prefrontal cortex and, and enables us to uh, have the sensation of being interconnected and look mm-hmm. for patterns of where we can work together versus the amygdala, uh, which is more based on fight or flight and sees things as other. So it literally enhances brain production uh, and, and our bodies to live more in the place of interconnectivity and balance. Uh, versus when we're in depletion and endocannabinoid deficiency, higher propensity for um, sympathetic nervous system engagement as opposed to parasympathetic. Um, mm-hmm. And so one of the other things is like it, we, we want to help the planet by helping people stay in that centered area and, and, and live from a place where they have more options as opposed to kind of feeling depleted and coming from emergency low battery mode. Um, right. And we're actually running... My friend, uh, Stephen Kotler, who's the leading expert on, on, on human performance and flow research, uh, we're doing the first study on how the endocannabinoid system and cannabinoids can enhance uh, flow state, which is high performance and, and that calm feeling that where we don't lose our efficaciousness. In fact, we actually become more effective. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so I don't know whether you know or not, but um, we're a homeschool family. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> And um, I was like, wow, this almost sounds like a homeschool supplement. (laughs) (laughs) That's like what we're always trying to do in in our homeschool journey is, is to, you know, do more and be more in tune and more connected and, and, and come from that place of connection, like where it's just the center of everything. So yeah, it's almost like the homeschool supplement. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that. It totally is right. It's, it's uh, one of, one of the metaphors I use is, um, so like caterpillars, for example, uh, they actually start out as, as, as parasitic life forms in the ecology and they consume, 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 and they'll actually eat so much that they come close to like collapsing the, the keystone species of that ecosystem. And the keystone species is the, nece- the, the species that holds the entire ecosystem together. So it nearly takes out ecosystems. Uh, mm-hmm. But before it, that happens, right before it, it, it causes systemic damage, it goes into the chrysalis and it breaks down and it's a, I like it as a metaphor to, to us. I think we're, we're, we are patterns in nature and we are a function of, of the planet and it uses all that energy to, it breaks down and then it still has the old immune system. And then these new cells begin to emerge and they're actually carrying the DNA of the butterfly. And initially the old operating system or paradigm uh, in the metaphor sees it as an other and a threat and it kills them. Uh, but, they're persistent. And thankfully, um, we only need 14%. And this pattern holds true for, for memes to spread and, and, and ideas to go from fringes into mass adoption. And, and uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's The Tipping Point is a great book on it. It tends to be around 14%. And it's the same in the chrysalis is, is when the imaginal cells hit around 14%, uh, all of a sudden, the old immune system goes, hold on, this is actually a future version of myself. Uh, I need to protect it, not kill it. And so it, at that point, it exponentially starts to enable them to recode the old immune system and it rapidly uh, emerges and, and, and proliferates. And, and there's still like rogue pockets, but at that point of the old immune system, but at that point it's, 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 uh, it's game over for the old operating system and it fully recodes itself. And then it has to push on the chrysalis to gain the strength. So there's like that period of, of, uh, of, of wanting to break three, but feeling stuck, but it's actually gaining strength for the wings. Uh, mm-hmm. and then it busts out and it becomes a symbiotic life form. And it actually is one of the best pollinators. So it, it builds multiple ecosystems and it go and needed to be that parasite first to gain enough energy so that it could transform so rapidly and massively to become this, this ecosystem builder and symbiotic life force. And I believe that, we as humans um, are in that process, and one of the uh, I like to call the like the endocannabinoid system and CBD uh, as the imaginal cell food, uh, feeding feeding our ability to transform and, and, and into a symbiotic uh, species on the planet. And what's what's amazing is like 
we're talking about the cannabinoids from the from the flowering part of the plant, and the 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 stalk and stem um, can replace all petroleum in terms of plastics. Um, Henry mm-hmm. Ford actually made a, a Model T out of it; it's six times stronger than steel. Uh, Lego is about to do replace all of their their Legos from petroleum based to hemp based. Um, wow. The, uh, you can use a different part of the plant to make concrete replacement. And funnily enough, there's a, a sand sort shortage on the planet. People are, mm-hmm. are going to beaches yeah. and stealing yeah. sand in the middle of the night because of uh, rapid growth in particularly China of, of massive demand for concrete. And it can actually replace concrete. And it's, six, it's bulletproof, fireproof, waterproof. <clears throat> it makes healthy homes. It doesn't create a sick house it actually is a breathable material and sequesters co2 and it's naturally antimicrobial uh mm-hmm. and it also can be used for um, clothing and replace mm-hmm. cotton and then we figured out how to make it into uh, batteries and so on so many different levels it it, it enables us we truly are at the the, the uh despite how it feels in this kind of up and down awakening process of of, of, of changing paradigms mm-hmm. We're, we're armed with more solutions than ever before. And like, like you're saying, like the home, homeschool vitamin is right. It's like we can, we can literally in a generation shift uh, the future leaders to, to see things as more empathetic and compassionate and interconnected and, and really change the planet overnight. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. And I believe in it too. Yeah. I believe that plants and this connection to nature and this understanding of it and, and using it to our benefit instead of trying to change it is absolutely at the forefront of that. So yeah, exactly. yeah I think it's great. So we came in, you know, wanting to learn about CBD and we're going to leave with like a ton of hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I do have just um, a couple yeah. more practical yeah, yeah, yeah. questions um, just to make sure that it's full coverage yeah. here. Um, how often do you have to use CBD to have an effect? And, um, I had a second question, but I think I can just combine them, which is like, you know, whether for adults or for children, do you find it more effective to use it like daily for maintenance or situationally? Yeah, it's definitely, um, we, those great questions. Um, I take it every day, ideally. Um, and the cool thing is you need less over time, depending like the, the, those bell curves can change depending on your oxidant. Like if you, if you've flown, right. And you're exposed to the, uh, stress from changing time zones, et cetera, or have a more stressful day, then you may need a little bit more that day, but over time you need less, not more. It is like a nutrient and fuel. So it, ideally people are taking it regularly as a micronutrient complex. Uh, and then you can take more situationally. That's the best way to use it. Gotcha. Um, are there any studies or is there any information available on CBD and women's hormones? Uh, yes. And we have a ton of happy ladies through all periods of life. Uh, it really helps with moon time uh, for them to f- people feeling balanced as well as uh, yeah, there's a, there's a good amount of data there. It, it, so the endocannabinoid system regulates the endocrine system because it regulates every system. And so it makes sure that the endocrine system is operating uh, properly as well. That's great. I hope the CBD or our bodies decide to send the CBD there first. (laughs) (laughs) um, We will be coming out with a, a formula of terpenes specifically for that. Wow, that would be incredible. Because um, that's something we're going to explore on the podcast um, often. Between anxiety and hormones, it's really nice to know there's a product that kind of covers both of those for mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because I actually hear a lot of people saying that there isn't a lot of research on CBD and its effect on the body, but I just sense that that is not really true. It's not a lot more, right? Um, Because it's there's so much to learn. Just like we need more information on everything, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yet it's probably one of the most studied compounds. It's not. It is one of the most studied compounds on the planet. it just hasn't been studied by the United States, but it has been thoroughly researched uh, by the Israelis uh, because they never had prohibition, as well as Spain and other countries. And the, the U.S. is finally going to start to catch up. But if you go to PubMed, you can just look at all the meta-analysis. And there's definitely there's a ton of data. Um, and 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 the one area, funnily enough, the, is, is of U.S. studies, not as much for high CBD, low THC. But particularly on high higher THC, it is the most one of the most studied, if not the most, 
by the NIH and, 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 and specifically trying to find how it could be bad for the body. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's thousands of studies done where they conclusively <clears throat> always comes back as no, it's not bad. Uh, and so, um, yeah, no, it, it, there's definitely some PR from particular interest groups uh, pushing that, but the, uh, uh, the facts say otherwise. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you of all those studies, do you have any particular favorites? Uh, a bunch. Uh, right now I'm mm-hmm. geeking out on, on how it's, uh, how it's pertaining to, um, different parts of our neurobiology regarding flow state and stress response. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's literally so many studies. It, it's, uh, that's right now one of my, my more preferred routes, but yeah, there, there's good meta analysis is done. Like where the meta analysis is basically looking at all of the studies and coming to, um, conclusions of the data points there. And uh, PubMed is a great resource. Um, you'll find many, many pages. Yeah. I'm going to link that in the show notes for people too, so they can just go straight there. Um, This has been absolutely fascinating. I know that I stumbled into CBD because my husband and I were looking for stress management tools and just things that would fuel our body more. And then once we found out about the endocannabinoid system and that we even have one, you know, at 39 (laughs) and 42, (laughs) finally learning about ourselves. Um, And it's like, we couldn't ignore that anymore. And so that's actually, um, and quality is so important to us. So it's helped with, for us, it's reduced our anxiety because we um, run very stressful or high stress businesses. I'm sure everybody does. Plus have the little kids and just like, we're looking for ways to manage that stress and balance our mood and just feel even in general. And um, we've gotten better sleep, as I mentioned, but then we also have kind of added pain management to our stuff too, with your sports gel, we kind of stumbled upon it. You know, I bought the, bought the stuff, tried it out. And I use, I put it on the back of my neck and the base of my head when I have headaches and, or like, I can't get to the chiropractor right away. So it just is like, I feel like we now have this constant support, um, in our lives on a daily basis that I just want so many more moms to know about because it has been so powerful in my motherhood journey. And will you have done an absolutely fabulous job of explaining what it is and the history behind it and its practical uses and you know the quality that you put into your product and your business I just admire so much and I'm very grateful that you took the time to explain all of this to us it's been a blast and, and I got yeah, I get the chills I mean, I, the, p- helping people feel better and live better life like that that's what gets us up every day and, and so I appreciate totally. you sharing that um, Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, good. good, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Well, I you. appreciate this you. This is awesome. Sam, I appreciate you. That's it for this episode of Elevating Motherhood. Thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found some insight and inspiration or maybe a little of both. If you like today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. I use your feedback to plan future shows and cover topics that serve you. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Links to those accounts are in the show notes. For more information, including today's show notes, head to elevatingmotherhood.com. That's elevatingmotherhood.com. Thanks again, Mama. I appreciate you.